Hey, I am officially announcing the 6th Annual Shepherd's Crook Intensive in Eminence, Missouri, May 16th through the 18th, and we would love to have you there. This year, A.D. Robles is going to be the speaker, along with Matt Reynolds and myself, and we're going to be spending three days, two nights, just having a great time here and really good teaching, but also having a really great time just doing some cool stuff. We're going to have a strongman competition, we're going to have an arm wrestling competition, and we're going to canoe about 50 miles on two of the most amazing rivers in the Midwest. We would love to have you come. If you're looking for a good father-son trip, this is the trip for you. If you're just looking for a really good men's trip, this is the trip for you. would love for you to register today. Go to theshepherdscrook.co or just reach out to me and I can make sure you're on the list. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This ministry exists to provide coaching, resources, and events for pastors and church members. My name is Jared Sparks. Join me as I talk pastoral ministry, applied theology like manhood and womanhood, political theology, and cultural analysis with a little bit of hunting and fishing thrown in. I'm a husband, a father, and a pastor, and I'm here to remind you of the chief pastor and our King, Jesus. Hello and welcome back to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. I hope you guys are doing great today. If you're listening on the audio, you just heard the first ad for the Shepherd's Crook Intensive. It's being announced today that the registration is open. We'd love for you to be a part of that. If you're watching on YouTube, this is a really great trip. Go ahead and click the link in the show notes and you can listen to that ad on iTunes or the audio link and you can figure out all the information about the intensive. We would love to have you there May 16th through the 18th. Phenomenal trip. A.D. Robles is going to be the speaker. Matt Reynolds is going to be doing a session and I'm going to be doing a session as well. Overall, it's just a really great time. This year, we're going to be doing a strongman competition, having an an arm wrestling competition, and then we're going to be floating about 50 miles on the Jacks Fork River in in, uh, Eminence, Missouri. It's one of the most beautiful rivers in the Midwest. It's just incredible. We would love for you to be there. You can find out all that information in the links in the show notes. Today, we're going to be talking about unjust wars, drafts, and virtual reality. So we're doing kind of a two-part episode today. I'd been planning on talking about virtual reality, but I wanted to give you a resource, at least let you know about a resource that our church just affirmed. And I think it would be really good for you to affirm as well as a way, a preemptive way to protect some of the families in your church and protect some of the children that are in your church, your sons and daughters. Uh, Let's go ahead and pray. I want to tell you about a company that I'm going to be supporting and that I'm going to be giving shout outs to uh, starting next month. Uh, and then we'll get into our content today. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this time. I ask for a blessing upon these next few minutes. Help me in this two-part episode today to be faithful to just hopefully give some really good resources. I just want this document to be able to be in the hands of people and churches, and I'm hopeful that more churches will adopt what Christ Church Carbondale just adopted about this statement on military service. We want to protect our sons and daughters against being drafted into unjust wars. That's really what we, we desire to do. So God, I thank you that our church adopted this for protection of our sons and daughters, and uh, at least for options for our sons and daughters. And then, uh, Father, we... Uh, ask for direction as we talk about virtual reality. We want to live well in reality. We don't want to live an escapist lifestyle. And so help us to know uh, and handle with wisdom technology that's uh, in front of us and maybe even reject technology that's in front of us uh, through the wisdom that you give. Lead this time, I trust you will. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, today I am rocking 
for the first time my new Duckworth shirt, and I'm also rocking some Duckworth socks right now. This is a new company. Well, it's not a new company, but it's a new company to me that I just heard of. I've always loved wool. I love vintage Pendleton. I love wool-rich wool. If you're looking for quality clothing that lasts, wool is just where it's at. Duckworth, I saw on Instagram and reached out to them. I'm going to be doing a sponsorship giveaway with them next month with one of their hoodies that's just a phenomenal hoodie. And, and what they do is they have what's called Sheep to Shelf. They have their own herd of sheep in Montana, and they started this company of Morena Wool. And it's just a really cool company that's doing a lot of really great things. The aesthetic of their Instagram is really awesome, but then their products are cool as well. So you're going to be having an opportunity next month to win one of their powder hoodies. And I'm going to be getting that in the mail here soon, getting mine. So I'll be able to wear that for about a month or so and then just report back to you live. This is their Henley right here. This is one of their, uh, it's called their Vapor Tees. And the great thing about wool is you don't have to wash it very often. It doesn't smell. It doesn't pull up odors and that kind of thing. And it's just a really comfortable shirt. Uh, it's it's a you know a blend blended wool wool, so it's not as uh, you know itchy as some people complain regular wool is. What I've learned about wool is if you just wear it, it doesn't itch anymore. But I, I love it and love this company. It's pretty cool. You, you ought to check it out. I'm going to go ahead and put that link in the show notes and tag them on Instagram. So Duckworth, thanks for doing what you're doing, and thanks for partnering with us for the month of let's see March April for the month of March. Looking forward to that. Okay, so I want to talk to you about Unjust Wars, uh, the draft, and virtual reality. Our church put together a document. Andy and I had been talking behind the scenes, needing to, just in, in thinking, you know, trying to, to think with wisdom and to protect our sons and daughters. You know, sadly and shamefully, this country has been talking about drafting women into military service, and that's a shame to a nation, a shame to a country. And in the same way, it would be shameful for a man to send his wife or his daughter to the front door if an intruder is trying to break in their house. It's the same sort of thing uh, when it comes to the local church, when you're sending women to fight theological battles or something like that. Uh, and it's the same thing physically for a nation. When a nation sends its daughters to war and, and demands that they bleed for them and die for them, it's a shame to that nation. And it's quite pathetic. And we want to do better than that. And also, we want to do something. We wanted to do something to protect the, our sons and daughters that are in our church. And also, you know, I think this resource could be really helpful for you beyond just our church. If you, if your church wants, if you want a PDF copy of this, please send it out. Andy did such a phenomenal job piecing this together and putting it together from our confession, the London Baptist Confession. And, and this is basically just a statement on liberty of conscience. It's not a, a church statement on war. We're not pacifists or anything like that or anything but that. But we do have a, a Christian obligation to think through the just war theory. And, you know, we have to feel at a conscience level that we can go and fight a battle. We don't want to go, for instance, and fight for the rainbow flag around the world to promote that kind of ideology around the world, which is what, what it feels like every war or every thing that's going on in our in our military right now in our country is, is geared toward and all about. So we want to be, we wanted to put together a document that would be a safeguard for our church, for our children, and give us options in the future. And so Andy pieced some things together from the London Baptist Confession and also added a few affirm statements and deny statements that I think are going to give us uh, really legs to stand on if there is a draft in 10 years or 15 years or how many years down the road. And they're saying, hey, we want your son to go or we want your daughter to go. And you know, in my mind, I'm thinking over my dead body. The Amish have been doing this for a long time, and there has been conscientious objectors for a very long time that's been recognized by our government. So by putting this together in a way that we think is faithful, it gives our people options, and it, it really, I think, is a, is a protective way. So if you're an elder or pastor listening in, please consider this. I'm pleading with you to consider this, because your the members of your church and, and those young sons and daughters that are in your church right now 
they need shepherds and pastors and their adults, their their parents, to be thinking through how to protect them from unjust causes and being sent into unjust causes to bleed for things that are absolutely maniacal and evil. So I'm just going to read through this, and then if you want a copy of it, reach out to me. And uh, I hope, and this is what I, I hope for our church, I hoped our church felt, would feel loved by this, and I think they did. I think they do. I know I do personally, because, you know, I'm uh, as an elder of our church, I'm also a member of our church. And so I'm extremely thankful that our church adopted this. So statement on Christian military service. Number one, <clears throat> whereas God, the Supreme Lord and King of the whole world, has ordained civil authorities to be under him and over the people for his own glory and the public good. For this purpose, he has armed them with the power of the sword to defend and encourage those who do good and punish evil. Two, whereas Christians may lawfully accept and carry out the duties of public office when called to do so, in performing their office, they must especially maintain justice and peace according to the wholesome laws of each kingdom or other political entity. To carry out these duties, they are authorized now under the New Testament to wage war in just and necessary causes. So th- this is a statement that we are not, we're not pacifists. And these are, we're, we're pulling from, again, the London Baptist Confession. Andy did a great job just putting these together. And the cool thing about this is that it's just taking what we've already agreed to, what we already have, as a church, and then just compiling it into a more specific statement on uh, on this military service. Number three, God alone, whereas God alone is the Lord of the conscience, he has left it free from human doctrines and commandments that are in any way contrary to his word or not contained in it. So believing such doctrines or obeying such commands out of conscience is a betrayal of true liberty of conscience, requiring implicit faith or absolute and blind obedience destroys the liberty of conscience and reason as well. Four, Whereas women are designed by God to carry and nurture life and not to serve on the battlefield. This is one of our additions that we wanted to include where we can appeal to this if if my daughter or one of our daughters in our churches uh, get drafted in, we can say, no, that's not going to happen. And here's a document that we have on the books that says we are vehemently opposed to this. Uh, Number five, we affirm that the Christian man may voluntarily serve in the military if he is not made to violate the commands of God or the dictates of his conscience. Again, addition. Number six, we deny that any woman may be drafted for military service. Number seven, we deny that any Christian man may be drafted for any cause which he is not fully convinced is just according to the word of God and the dictates of his conscience. And this was adopted by Christ Church Carbondale at our latest members meeting. This is a phenomenal document. This could be in every single church and every single congregation in this country. And I would admonish you again. Pastor, please reach out to me, get this document, present it to your church or your elders to have it affirmed, modify it if you need to. But this is a really great way to love your people and to love the sons and daughters, love your children in the church is just be thinking ahead and trusting that that the Lord is going to help you with that. Okay. Uh, We want to protect them. All right. Now let's uh, shift gear to virtual reality. I want to think through this, and, and this has been a commitment of mine, conviction of mine for several years now. Jordan and I were walking around a mall, and there was this virtual reality headset that people have where you can step into the other world. You've seen these funny videos online where people are like falling into walls and punching stuff and you know breaking televisions or falling over their coffee table and shattering the glass, that kind of thing. And for about five or six years now, I have just refused. I'm not even going to put one of those on. I'm not touching it. I'm not putting it on. I'm not even wanting, wanting to experience it. And... I hadn't at first been able to put on why I'm, I'm so adverse to that sort of thing and don't even want to do it, but I've been able to think through it more over the years and 
and be able to put some words to it. And so that's what I want to do with you today is I want to give you some caution about virtual reality. And this all just comes to to a head when I'm sitting with Ransom a few, I think we were watching the NFC championship game or the AFC championship game, one of the two, and that Apple, what's it called, the Apple headset came on. I put it out, the Apple Vision commercial came on and they put these goggles on and they're able to reach with their hands and grab different apps and their whole vision is augmented and it's a different reality and, and it's this way of augmenting the brain and some people already say, you know, especially like simulation theory people who, like Elon Musk, that, that believe that we might even be in a simulation theory right now, that we're just pods, living in pods like the Matrix and living in the simulation world. And Christians outright reject that. But it is very easy to see how this augmented reality and these Apple headsets and other virtual realities could be an incent- could be incentivized to invite people into live in this alternate reality. And I think there's a word of caution that needs to be given. Uh, technology in the hands of people without wisdom is a cancer, and it's very dangerous. And you see that with any kind of technology that can be used for the good or for the bad. And some technology can be used, and it's specifically designed to control or manipulate or to uh, empower a certain group of people and then push down another group of people. It's not like a neutral technology like the wheel that can be you know used to carry heavy weights or leverage or that, that sort of thing. There's, there are inventions in history that have been overwhelmingly positive. And then you see inventions in technology that are created that require a, a wisdom from above to handle in the right way. And those that don't have wisdom from above, the technology itself is dangerous to those that don't have principles, they don't have ethics, they don't have godly, spirit-led self-control. And so those sorts of technologies, it is wise, I think, to give extra caution and to say, there's some technology that we probably just don't even need to touch or use, and the pagans are going to do that. I get that, and there's arguments to be made of redeeming sort of technology or taking ownership of that, but there are some technologies, like virtual reality, that I think are damaging and dangerous to living in the way that God has intended us to live in the real world, the real flesh and blood world. Jesus resurrected bodily, therefore virtual reality should be outright rejected, I think as a positive good. Um, maybe there's uses for it I, that I am unaware of, and maybe I'm, I might be speaking naivete uh, out of naivete about it, but I think the bodily resurrection of Jesus binds us to a, a an existence in reality of, of flesh and blood that we should be walking in and thriving in and not trying to ex- escape. So think about this progression from video games to virtual reality to government incentivized or World Economic Forum incentivized Uh, basically hooking yourself up to a pod. Just think about how this could easily project into simulation theory becomes reality, all right? Number one, video games are so addictive. We've talked about this. They're not inherently wrong, but if you had the option, young man or young men or people that are addicted out there, the, the character guy in the basement on video games all the time, if there was an option to live inside of a video game, I have to bet that there are several people that would love the the, the the dopamine hit of the pursuit of conquest and victory and heroism that would be inside of that video game and they would willingly opt into living that kind of that that kind of simulation life and you know if the government just came along and said hey I want to pay you to do that I think there's an army of people who would say yeah I'll, I'll do that I'll live that simulated life it's better than reality that that I that I see right now and when people are, when people are spent on living and they don't actually have wisdom and see the glory of the created universe and how God has, has designed for us to, to glorify Him and whatever we eat, drink, or do, they see the challenges and they see the pain of this existence on this earth and they want to escape. 
And so a video game turned into simulation theory with goggles. It's easy how you could live a real-life inception where you can't tell the difference between what's real and what's augmented reality or what's, what's this virtual reality. And you, your brain, can't you easily see how, how tricked your brain could be? And I think that is a, uh, I think that's anathema to Proverbs wisdom. I, I don't believe that we are called as Christians or called as, as mankind to run away from the difficulties we face into something that's more aesthetically appealing or that's, that's an easier existence that would be the existence that's in that simulated life of virtual reality. And so I think we should walk with wisdom and we see that virtual reality and say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to actually work against and encourage people not to do that because it's a way of escape. And it's very dangerous for those that don't have wisdom from on high to handle that kind of technology. Simulation theory, then, if you think about uh, the Apple vision, if the government came along and said, we will give you, because, you know, we're green, we care about the the universe, and you're actually uh, assaulting this earth through your carbon footprint, but the way you can minimize your carbon fo- footprint is we're going to deliver food to your house, we're going to pay for your food, and we are going to uh, pay for you to have a really nice chair that's really comfortable. And we are going to get you in a sedentary state. And you're going to sit there and you're going to live in this Apple Vision world, in this reality. And we're going to pay you $60,000 a year of government subsidies to live like this in a, a government-owned property. And uh, who wants to sign up? And armies of people would do that. I, would anybody say, no, no, nobody would sign up for that? Are you kidding? We live in a world today where a ton of people would do that. I mean... I got people. I have people I went to high school with that probably would sign up for that in a heartbeat, in a second. Say, okay, well, six days a week to reduce your carbon footprint, you're going to live 12 hours a day in the simulation world. And people would be like, yes, hearty amen. So I, I think uh, Inception is coming. I think the simulation theory is sim- simulation reality, and it's going to be voluntarily uh, done. And it's going to be pushed, and it's just a matter of time before it's pushed and incentivized. And I think Christians need to walk, walk with caution. Uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, do not... Try to use technology to escape life. Life hacks are not a hack for life. You have to understand there are difficult things in life, and there are joys that are otherwise bypass that are bypassed. The joys that are bypassed when we try to bypass those difficulties. There are so many things in life that you just got to square your shoulders. You got to put your face right to the problem. You got to put your eyes right on the problem, and you've got to run toward it and then run through it, barrel over it if you have to, but do not avoid it. And if you want to use technology just to avoid all problems in your life, or if you want to step into virtual reality to, to somehow be more productive, because that's always the, the grip, isn't it? It's like, hey, this, this will get you more productivity in the real world. And in reality, it makes you escape the real world into this, this fantasy land, into this fan, fantasy world. And fantasy is quite powerful. So I want you guys to think through that. I want you to, to think through it critically and biblically. And would love for you to reach out to me if you have any questions or comments. Thank you so much for listening and uh, continuing to come back. Please go sign up for the intensive. It's going to be an incredible time. Would love for you to be there. Thanks, guys. Thanks again for listening to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. For more information, you can go to theshepherdscrook.co. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes. And if you want to become a member of the Shepherd's Crook, please message me and we'll get you on the list. We hope you have a great rest of your day.